The following podcast contains adult language and subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. You don't have to be famous to be interesting. Hello and welcome to A Conversation with Albie. On the show today is one of my dearest, closest friends from forever ago. His name is Chris, but I like to call him Christy. Albie! Christy! <laughs> Where did that come from? What, the Christy? Yeah, like Christy and Albie and screaming. And I uh, Well, you've always been Albie. I think Christy came from uh, one of Heather's kids. I don't think she could say Chris. She just kept calling me Christy, and it just stuck. Yeah, uh, little baby Heather, which is now an adult, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. I think one of my other roommates, Alan, had a girlfriend named Christy, and then you came over and you were Chris, so she just figured every Chris was Christy. Oh, okay. That's where that came from. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. How did we meet? How did we meet? Yes. Do you remember? I I remember, but I'd Uh, I'd like to hear your take on it. I believe... I'm trying to remember if I knew James before Perkins somehow or not. I think you did. I think you went into Denny's a lot. Yes, that's right. James used to come into Denny's after after working after closing down Perkins because we were 24 hours. And one day he was like, "You should come and work for us." And then I remember I came in and I believe you were incredibly short staffed. <laughs> and I think you were doing inventory in the walk-in. And you like walked out and it was like 110 <laughs> degrees outside. And, you just walk out into the dining room in like a parka <laughs> and like snow skiing gloves. Yes. And you were just like, you want to cook? And I was like, okay. And you're like, all right, you're hired. <laughs> That's what I remember it being something like that. Yeah. I was like, can you start tonight, kid? You want to close yeah. tonight? Can you start tonight? You're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> calm down. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I was a little desperate at the time. Yeah, and then I think one night we ended up going out drinking and then talking about Star Trek in your driveway for like three hours. Which was awesome. And then you uh, lent me a book called The, the Physics, Physics of, of Star Trek. Yes, but I kept calling it The Star Treks of Physics because I think I was drunk. Yes. So, and then our friendship began. Pretty much. When was that? That had to be a while ago. That was a long time ago. Are we that old, really? I don't feel like that old. Uh, I must have been... At the most, 19 at the time. Yeah, and you just turned 37. Yep. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you, sir. Yes, 37 in a row. Zach was <laughs> like, I'm 37? <laughs> but I didn't think, you know, you can't do the inflections in text, so. Yeah. So what was your birthday like? Uh, What, this last birthday? Yeah. Well, uh, my manager right now, Mike, uh, who's one of my best friends, he took me out to a pizza place. Which, yes, I know it's ironic. We both work in pizza and we went to a pizza place on my birthday. We went to a pizza place in Killarn called Momo's. And they like, they brew their own beer there. They have like micro brews and stuff. And we got some, I think it was like goat cheese and pesto cheese sticks. And then some huge pizza slices because like each pizza slice there is like a foot long. And we drank a lot of beer, had a lot of funny conversation. And then went down to Gamescape, which is a local like card and game store. And uh, I don't know, just kind of randomly bought magic cards while inebriated. (laughs) (laughs) Any, any ones you regret buying? No, actually, no. No, that's pretty happy with what I bought. Yeah. I didn't spend very much money, just a little bit. I think uh, my favorite story of you spending money while intoxicated was, I think we can talk about it now. I'm not sure. Let me know if we can't. We went to a strip club and... A stripper. Oh God! <laughs> a stripper found Not you. That story. <laughs> and uh, you had your uh, ATM card on you, and <laughs> you sat next to an ATM machine while she gave you lap dances all night. Yeah, and the ATM machine was like ten dollars every time you wanted to get money out. <laughs> I don't. Uh, all I remember of of that night is that I think I had just broken up with Tara at the time. Yes. Yeah. So, and then you took me out for fun, which was. I don't know. Probably a bad idea at the time. (laughs) I remember I spent a lot of fucking money on this one girl that I thought was cute. And I think she wanted to go home with you. Yeah, that's how that works, though. I don't know why. I think they see some people as clients and other people, you know, like me, I didn't care. I was like, you know, eh. 
Oh yeah, I know. She she was basically walking me over to the ATM every you know <laughs> literally half hour. Literally. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was a crazy ass night. I don't even know how old I was at that point. Uh, well, well, we were over eighteen. That's for sure. Yeah, I think it was maybe twenty three. Yeah, that's that's about right. Something like that. We did some crazy stuff and hung out a lot until you moved away. Wow. How long were you in? Uh, yeah. How long were you in Cape Coral? Like before you moved, I forget. Well, I keep call Fort Myers area because I lived. Yeah, I lived in Fort Myers for a while too. That was scary. Yeah, yeah, that house was really fucking scary. <laughs> Van Buren Street. Never live off of a street named after a president. It's a bad idea. Yeah, good advice. How long was I in? I want to say Myers? if I feel like ten years at least. Where you we were at least like hanging out? Probably like ten or eleven years because I think I moved to Tallahassee just before I turned thirty. Did you say Tallahassee? Yeah. Why did you move to Tallahassee? Was it to get away from me? That's what people say. <laughs> no, not at all. I wish I could have taken you with me. Oh, that'd be cool. No, no. Same old horrible story. I moved to Tallahassee for a girl. Uh, this would be Bridget. Bridget, yes. She was going to college or something and you bought a house up there is my guess. Yes. Okay. And at the time, I, I had harbored ideas of going back to school and getting a master's degree at Florida State because that's where my dad went. Hmm. You you have what a bachelor's? Yes. And with that, you're entitled to deliver pizzas. Yes. Awesome. But you you want to be a, some type of librarian? Last I remember, right? Yeah, still do. But that's just really difficult field to get into because people don't really retire from library sciences. They they die. My thought on that too is you're in a college town, right? So probably a lot of people went to college to do that. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> but yeah, nobody really leaves the library system. I mean. Talk about the perfect job. You're just surrounded by books and quiet and AC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's not to like about that? Yeah, like if you're going to have a hangover, that's the place to work the next day. Oh, yeah, I would think so. No, actually, I think a hospital would be the place to work if you have a hangover. <laughs> then you could just get one of the, get a doctor or friend of yours to like you know hook up one of those saline drips to yep. you. Yep, a banana bag. Get you hydrated while you're working. <laughs> I saw that on Grey's Anatomy. I think I did too. <laughs> but actually, from people that I've talked to that are in the medical field, I, I hear that that's actually more true than most people think. Really? Well, I would guess because they work 22 hours a day and they drink six hours a day, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that that has to overlap somewhere. So you grew up on the mean streets of Miami. I wouldn't say the mean streets of Miami, <laughs> but I grew up in Miami, yes. Well, then I guess there are some people that would say that all streets in Miami are mean, so who knows? I think they can be if you're not a nice person, but when I when I go, I'm a nice person, so people like me. I, I speak enough Spanish to get by. Yeah, same here. Although my Spanish was much better when I was down there. You don't use it much in Tallahassee? No, I, I don't really have anybody to talk to up here in Spanish, so. Everybody in the pizza place you work at speaks English? Yes. Huh. It must be a regional thing. So do you have any Albi stories, Al stories, any any stories of that um, maybe I don't remember, even if I do, like uh, us hanging out together? I mean, it was crazy times. I think we watched our first DVD together, maybe. Yes, we watched, I think it was First Contact. We watched Star Trek First Contact in French. I remember it was French. Uh, I'm going to guess, though, it was a different movie because Data was running through a hayfield. It was Star Trek. It was whichever the one where Data goes haywire and he's like... Oh, once we make up a talk. Insurrection. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, and we watched it in French because we could. Yes. That's when you were living off of Country Club and I was living in my van. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I had no idea that you were living in your van because you never told me. You were just like, hey, I don't feel like driving home tonight. You, you mind if I just sleep in my van and in the <laughs> driveway? And I was like, yeah, why? I mean. I was like, I, I didn't understand, like, why don't you just want to sleep on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness, it was a big van, and it had, like, a love seat that was a hide-a-bed. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember it. Until the summertime. Cool then not so good. Yeah, no. That was bad. Then you're sleeping in an oven. Yeah, we just, we just clicked, I think, right away. And, and you're one of the reasons I made this show up is because you and I used to have amazing conversations for hours and hours until the sun came up sometimes. And I always thought to myself, wow, that would make an amazing show. <laughs> so I've gotten a lot of people on there, but not you yet. But now I have you finally. <laughs> we really did become really good friends. We worked at Perkins together for a while. We both went to Ruby Tuesdays together after that. 
Oh God, do you remember the uh, what was his name? Kevin? Yes, he was like high on coke all the time or something. You remember you and I think it was was did Steve help or was it you and Alan who helped me move into that place? We moved all my shit in there and like one day it was on like the fourth floor (laughs) and I remember it was like I lived there for like a week and then one night I came home from work. And he was sitting on the couch with his girlfriend. She had her fucking tits out, like no shirt on. <laughs> and there was like two other like shady ass dudes, like dudes that you would see in like a movie or something. Like one dude had a scar across his face or something. <laughs> like some scary motherfuckers. And they had just like, I don't even know, like a fucking pound of coke on the, <laughs> on the oh, coffee man. table. That's crazy. And they're just like fucking snorting coke off the coffee table. And... He's like trying to hand me this rolled up dollar and he's just like, come on, man, do something. And I was like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> now, remember, I went directly into my bedroom and hidden there for the entire night. And then <laughs> this is what, what a good friend you are. So I remember it was my day off the next day and I called you and I think you and Connie and Alan came and moved all of my shit out of there with me that day. <laughs> I remember that. So I remember, we were gone before he got home from work. That's insane, but we did it. It was like uh, Ocean's Eleven almost. Yeah, and I was just like, yep, nope. <laughs> Not the place for me. <laughs> Things you you ask people when you run a room from then on. Uh, so pounds of Coke around the house. How do you feel about that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I remember that day just because that's the day you introduced me to Army of Darkness. And, uh, of course, us being weird, I called it Darmy Varkness for a while. And I love that film so much, and I watched it so many times before I realized it was a sequel to Evil Dead. Yeah, Evil Dead 1 and 2. Well, Evil Dead 2 was kind of a remake of Evil Dead 1. It's it's weird when you watch them, like, back to back to back. Yeah, you're like, hey, this is the same thing that just happened, <laughs> different, I think. Maybe special edition? That's slightly different. Is that a different actress? But yeah, for years I didn't know Army of Darkness was a sequel. But when I found out, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But now I'm more educated in the world of movies and stuff. So, Well, my thing was I always tried to show Army of Darkness to people first because I just thought it was funnier. It was a great movie. Are you going to watch the uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead on Stars coming up? Oh, TV show thing? Yeah, Bruce Campbell's in it. Uh, I mean, I'll catch it at some point. I don't have cable, so. You're always very smart and frugal with your bills. Yeah, and I still can't pay him. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not smart with them, but I can't pay him either. So, but I, I have reasons. They're hundreds of dollars. Yeah, so am I. You got your electric bill down to like uh, 17 cents one time or something? Yeah, it was like $17. $17. The lights are only on in the daytime when the when I open the window shades and I don't need a hot water heater and what was it? Microwaves or I use the one at Circle K. <laughs> <laughs> no, I use my microwave. I just unplugged it all the time. <laughs> But you were a master at that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just like unplug everything and I keep like jugs of frozen water in the freezer and <laughs> just try to save electricity anywhere I can, which I still try to do, but it's very difficult in Tallahassee. The cost of living up here is way more than it is down there. You own a house now. Yeah, unfortunately. Otherwise, I'd be living back down there now. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Is it for sale or? No, there's no point in trying to sell it. Mm. Um, I bought it for like 92 like right at the height of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was less than a month after I bought the house that Bear Stearns went down. Mm. So it was just like, oh, property values dropped. I think I think maybe, maybe my house is worth 55 now. Oh, so can't really sell until the market comes back. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think I, the payoff on it now is somewhere around like 60. Okay. So, I mean, I could get out of it, but I'd lose like 10 grand. So yeah, I'm mm. not going to do that. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I don't have 10 grand, so <laughs> I don't really have the choice. I was lucky I bought after the whole market crashed. And the house that I bought, the people took out a second mortgage, fixed everything, made the house beautiful, and then they lost it. Yeah, I remember that house. That's a house that will come back. Like, my house won't come back. My house is a townhouse. Townhouse means two stories? Is that what that means? What's that mean? Well, yeah, it's two stories, but um, townhouse means it's attached to other homes. Wow, so it's almost like a condo or something? Yeah, so there's five other houses attached to my house. The entire neighborhood is like that. Like Full House and stuff, their house. Yeah, except that, you know, Full House is like a happy thing. Um, <laughs> when the economy tanked, this, this neighborhood, the whole neighborhood went to, to shit, basically. Yeah. So, And um, when your house is attached to the next house next to you, and then all the other ones subsequent to that, um, it doesn't matter how nice you make your house. If the houses attached to it look like shit, 
it just destroys the property value regardless. Yeah, and that's a weird legal thing because you own that, but then other things you don't own are attached to it. Yes, like the grounds, you know, like the yard and stuff is technically not mine. The trees outside are not mine. They're the homeowners association, so I have to give them that money every three months or so. Oh, man. But I don't have to mow my lawn. That's good. <laughs> I got a guy for that. Nah, I, I would gladly go back to mowing my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> all the time and having my own garbage can and my own mailbox, not having like all this communal stuff. Yeah. So when you have the opportunity, are you going to go somewhere else or you're pretty much rooted in? I'm probably going to go somewhere else when I have the opportunity because I mean, there, there's a lot of things that I like about Tallahassee, Like you're really, really close to Georgia. Yeah. So, I mean, I can be in the mountains in a, in a few hours. Basically, you know, like New Orleans is not that far. Really, there's uh, it's very central to the southeast. So there's a lot of really cool things I can go and do. Lots of camping, hiking, kayaking, mountain biking, like all this stuff that I've come to love now that I live up here. You know, back in in southwest Florida is not the same. You know, mountain biking on (laughs) flat trails would be boring. You know, I'm used to like having to climb ridges and have descents and, you know, hop off of things and whatnot. Yeah, I see your pictures. They're very beautiful places you go camping. That's right in Georgia. Thank you. Um, No, a lot of that is just still here in Florida in the Panhandle. Really? Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, there's there's a lot of beautiful stuff out here. Like if I can give uh, a shout out to anything, I would say anyone who is in this area, go to Torreya State Park. Torreya is gorgeous. And also to St. Mark's. National Wildlife Preserve. You'll know it by, if you say to anybody in Tallahassee, uh, you know, the lighthouse, that they'll know where you're talking about. It sounds like fun. I think they were free today, too. Oh, damn. Did I miss that? Yeah, I think today was oh, National wow. Parks Day. We were like, it's too hot. We don't want to go outside. Well, they're not national parks anyway. Oh, okay. uh, One's a state park and one's a national wildlife preserve. I don't know what the distinction is, but... Jelly preserves. I can't tell them apart. One's got seeds. Yeah, but I mean, either way. Both of them are just absolutely gorgeous places. I think they're two of the most beautiful places on Earth. That's awesome. Although, I mean, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of the Earth, so... (laughs) But where you've been... I have a biased opinion. Yeah, I haven't been too many places except on the cruise, my honeymoon. I got married. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I had a kid. I know this. Your daughter is beautiful. Thank you so much. I love her. She was uh, riding me like a horsey today. And she tried to <laughs> gouge my eyes out, but she's very beautiful doing it, so it's okay. <laughs> yes, little Rennie. Named after a spaceship. Yes, which is just awesome. <laughs> we haven't talked in a long time, and I'm wondering, uh, like, I know you're single now-ish, and uh, but you were... No, uh, no, no, I, know, I have girlfriend? a girlfriend now. When did you get yeah. this girlfriend? Um, We've been dating for close to a year. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. So how did that whole other thing end? Uh, You're talking about with... With Bridget? Bridget, yeah. What happened with Bridget? Because uh, you guys were pretty close for quite a while. Yeah, we were together for almost a decade. Wow. We were together for like nine and a half years. Wow. She got a really good job offer in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, like a year before she got that job offer, um, we we went to New Orleans on a trip, you know, and just like kind of, we stayed in a youth hostel and just like bummed around, you know, Canal Street and Bourbon Street and it was really awesome. Uh, New Orleans is a really cool place. Not somewhere I'd ever want to live, though. Um, she fell in love with the place, and she got a job offer there, and she took it. Hmm. And then, you know, the, the distance was just you know, too much. You know, she was like eight, nine hours away from here. Wow. Yeah, so it just kind of took its toll, and, you know, we just went our separate ways. Wow. She's got a boyfriend now, though. He seems like a really nice guy. I actually um, I met him not too long ago. They came over here to pick up her piano because hmm. I'd been storing her piano in my living room for God knows how long, you know. Did you learn how to play it? No, no, I never bothered. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I never got around to it. But I'm glad she's happy, you know. She's happy. She's got a guy who's happy with her, and, you know, they seem to treat each other well and love each other. So I'm happy for the both of them. That's awesome. So tell me about this new girl. She works in a bookstore, and I love books. So I used to see her all the time, and I don't know, we just kind of started dating. That's awesome. So how do you feel about uh, Nooks and Kindles? Uh, I do not own either. I really like the idea of e-readers. I really do. But I, I can't bring myself to do it, man. I love my bookshelves. I love my books too much. 
I like having a physical book in my hand, be able to flip the pages and see where the chapter breaks are. And I don't know. That's just my thing. I'm assuming you're the same way about comic books still. Yeah. No, I, I don't do digital comics. No iPad comics? No, no, I don't have an iPad or anything. Are you still into comics as much? Do you have a poll at a local store somewhere? No, no, I don't have a poll because comic books are really expensive lately. Dude, well, right? Three, $4 an issue. I, I can't afford to keep up with them. There are some series that I'm just diehard in love with that I do keep up with, but I wait for the graphic novels. I wait for the trades. Just as good. You know, like, um, have you read Saga? Not yet. I've heard about it, but I haven't read it. Oh, God. Read it. It's uh, Brian K. Vaughn and uh, Fiona Staples is the artist for Saga. It is a beautiful series. The artwork is gorgeous. Most of the books I read are like TV tie-ins, like the X-Files, Buffy, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek, that kind of stuff. ALF. I've been getting into ALF comics lately. Albie, you gotta you got to read Why the Last Man. Read anything that Brian K. Vaughn writes. Okay. Send me some recommendations and I'll read them. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely do that. Because, I mean, he's... You've got some of the best stuff coming out right now. Have you read any books lately? Like, uh, I'm, I read The Martian and Ready Player One. Those are really good. Oh, God. Ready Player One is amazing. I've actually been thinking about getting an anti-sixer tattoo. <laughs> you should, totally. Except that, you know what I mean? Then I read that the movie is coming out. Oh, so you're going to wait like, and see? Uh, yeah, because I really wanted to get an anti-sixer tattoo. And then I'm just like... What if the movie sucks? Then people are going to be like, oh, man, you got a tattoo from that stupid movie. I'm going to be like, no, man, it's from the book. It's from the book. The book was amazing. Yeah, the book is incredible. God, I love that book. Did you read it or did you do the audiobook? Because both are good. Oh, no, I, I, I read. I, I can't do audiobook. The cool part about the audiobook was Will Wheaton read it. So when he gets the part when he, they talk about Will Wheaton, oh. that was funny. Does he switch to start saying I and <laughs> me? No, but it was funny. That would have been an awesome twist if he just like switched off the script and just started <laughs> referencing himself. The cool part about when he reads audiobooks, because he does that a lot, is he doesn't read the book ahead of time. So he reads it as he's reading it. So he's much more involved and you can tell. So he doesn't really have to act. He's just naturally reacting. Really? So he got to that part and he was like, really? Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, he's a cool guy. He is. I met him at uh, Megacon. Megacon? 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 <laughs> we went to a Megacon together. Yeah, we went to the one with Kevin Smith. That was awesome. Did you hug him, or did I hug him, or am I making that up in my head? Um, I think you hugged him, and I got an autograph from him. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, he signed your DVD. Did you remember? Yeah, I got him to write, fuck DVD, on my copy of Chase <laughs> Nini. He's a cool guy. I'm reading Tough Shit right now by him. It's a good book. It's very inspirational. Oh, yeah. He's one of the reasons I got into doing what I'm doing is because he said, you know, life's short, you die screaming, so might as well try and do everything you can and want to do before you die. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He's a smart man. Don't say why, say why not. Actually, uh, An Evening with Kevin Smith, the DVD, is on my coffee table right now because I watched it with my old roommate a few months ago. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the Evening and then uh, Three Evening, right? Was but There was a part two in there somewhere. No, it's uh, Too fat well, for 40. I have Evening with Kevin Smith and Evening with Kevin Smith to Evening Harder. <laughs> evening Harder, yeah. Like Die Hard kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. You still follow him with all his stuff and things. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't follow Kevin Smith quite as much as I used to. Um, I watched an episode of Comic Book Men the yeah, other day. I love that show. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it's, it's a good show. Like, he hosts it, and then he pops in for one episode during the season or whatever. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. Although it just kind of bumped me out because I was just like, why isn't this my life? Like, why don't I work there? I'm sure you could do that. Just say, you know, screw this pizza career and just go work at a comic book shop. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a career. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just kind of subsist. Can you believe I left Perkins? I, yeah, that was a shock when you first told me that you were leaving Perkins. I was very surprised. I was surprised, but it seems to be working. I'm almost at a year away and it's I'm paying the bills mostly. Yeah. I mean, that's always good. And I mean, it's, it's of course, great to get out of that hellhole. Yeah, I was holding me down, man. God, that place was awful. <laughs> we had some good times, though, I think. Yeah, we had some really, really bad times. You remember the time it was fucking Mother's Day? And it was just you and me. <laughs> and we had checks. <laughs> we had checks, like, hanging, like, multiple checks, where it was like, 
three or four checks hanging from a line, just like in rows, like 30, <laughs> 40 checks. And then all these checks just hanging out of the printer. And then fucking fuck up Brian decides to come back and he's going to help us. And what does he do? He drops a plate on the grill full of food <laughs> that we're in the middle of cooking, shatters it. So we have to stop everything, clean it off completely, re-season it, and then try to get back into the middle of the 40,000 meals we were trying to cook by ourselves because nobody else showed up on Sunday Mother's Day. We were cooking for like 300 people, you and me. Yeah, I know. That was terrible. God, was I was awful. usually pretty good and level-headed about that stuff. I'd be like, okay, we'll just keep going. Sometimes I got angry. Yeah. I remember throwing things here and there. Yeah, those were the times when you'd like yell at me. You'd be like, stainless steel. <laughs> and I'd find the closest, biggest thing made of stainless steel that looked like it couldn't be broken <laughs> handed to you. And you would just wing it down the line at the wall. And then it would be make okay. a bunch of noise. And then, yeah. And then, you know, you weren't huffing and puffing. You're just like, <laughs> I'm going to break this thing. And then I'm going to just be calm and keep going. That's an insane business. Uh, I can't believe we both survived it. Yeah, me either. Yeah, it was good. It was, but you know, we we've been through the trenches together. It might not have been the big war of uh, you know WW2, but it was Perkins, and for us, it was our it was our battlefield. God, yeah, man, talk about being in the weeds, man. It was crazy. I remember times when we needed a couple lawn services. <laughs> uh, I don't know why we did it, and like we didn't make money. It was just like we didn't know any better. Well, no, I don't think we made that bad of money. I don't think it was terrible. I think for kids, we made okay. But for grownups with responsibilities, not so much. Yes. No, 100% agreed. With like uh, having roommates and no real bills and, uh, you know, no wives, children, what have you. The money was okay. Nobody's looking like, where's your paycheck? Let me see your paycheck. Back then it was like, "Eh, we got paid, you know, paid our third of the whatever, everything. And then we still had money. Big difference. You still have roommates. You said you had a roommate a little bit ago. Um, I did. He was uh, an awful person, and he doesn't live with me anymore. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm actually I'm I'm being hyperbolic. He's he's a really nice guy. We just did not get along as roommates, or maybe not so much that he and I didn't get along, so much as like he and I and his girlfriend did not get along. He was fine one on one, but his girlfriend just like when he moved in decided that she kind of lived here. Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 no. That happens like crazy. Yeah, I, we've both had a lot of different roommates. We lived together for a little while. You lived in my laundry room, I want to say? Yeah, I lived in your laundry room. That was awesome. I had a TV in there and everything, man. It was awesome. <laughs> and your own washer and dryer. Had a little futon? Yeah. Yeah. The TV was sitting on top of the dryer, like, <laughs> just on top of, like, my futon. Like, I'd lay against the, the wall, you know, kind of sitting against the wall on the futon and watch TV. <laughs> and the kitchen was, was pretty cool. two feet away, right? So it was yeah, perfect. Yeah. It was, was like, like a little efficiency. I was, right there. I, was, I, was, I was there where all the action was. <laughs> it was an efficiency in the middle of a tiny apartment. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you had Mad Game because I remember, who lived there with me? It was me and Steve? Steven, yeah. And uh, you lived in the laundry room and you were the only one getting any. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring girls home. This is the laundry room. This is where I live. And yeah, you were the man. Yeah, I guess it just happens that way sometimes. <laughs> so how's life been since uh, we've hung out? Like, uh, is life going good, bad, indifferent? Is it going by quickly? Oh, it's going by quickly for fucking me. Fucking terrible. Really? <laughs> no, I can't say that. It's not, not all life is bad. I mean, I don't like the fact that I have to stress out at my shitty job, you know, because people can't drive for shit. And I feel like everyone is trying to kill me constantly <laughs> while I'm trying to make a buck. Um, and then I come home and have to stress out about the fact that I can't keep up with my bills. Mm. So it's like you're stressed at the shitty job, then you're stressed at home. And then, you know, you walk outside your home and see all these crummy people in your neighborhood that are ruining it. You're just like, Ugh. and then you stress out about that too. But I mean, for all the bad stuff, there's plenty of good stuff as well. That's good. What makes you happy lately? Uh, lots of things, man. Uh, good book, a good comic, a good movie. God, I saw Ant-Man. Is that good? Phenomenal. I was laughing my ass off the entire time. The only parts that I wasn't laughing at, I was just like, ooh, because it was, you know, cool explosions and whatnot happening and neato fight scenes. But it was it was really good. I, I actually, I feel like, I guess, vindicated. 
I guess is is what a lot of us nerds and sci-fi geeks and stuff would feel right now because like we're really at the center of culture. You know, people still make fun of comic books and it's like, uh, you know that that, you know, you know, uh movie that just grossed like hundreds of millions of dollars. That's a comic book. <laughs> and it's just uh fun to think about that. Yeah, we we really have inherited the earth. Yeah, I mean, comic book movies now are just phenomenal. They really are. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was amazing. That Avengers was amazing. Was amazing. Yeah. Avengers, yeah, amazing. Ant-Man was incredible. The Captain America movies are great. I want to say I liked Guardians of the Galaxy more than the Avengers. The second one, anyway. Oh, I definitely like it better than the second one. Yeah. The second Avengers, you know, it was good. And I was really excited, you know, for James Spader and everything. But, like, eh, Ultron just didn't really do it for me. Is it weird that I thought of you when I was watching Age of Ultron because James Spader and you were very similar? <laughs> I know you've told me this many times. <laughs> and I was like, huh, you know, my buddy Chris probably could have voiced that character. <laughs> there are no strings on me. <laughs> Actually, that sounded kind of like George Takei. A little yeah. bit, but that's all right. Uh, that's a, you took it in a different direction. You made it your own. That's all right. Huh. Yeah. Uh, everything cool is coming out. Are you looking forward to uh, The Martian coming out with Matt Damon? I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to it. I have not read the book. What? I thought a preview for it. Read the book first. I've, read the book I first. I might. I don't yeah. know. It it's, depends. it's amazing. If you have time, it's amazing. Hmm. Well, I'll definitely look into it. I just, I, I know I already have the book that I'm reading after the book I'm reading right now. Oh, I'm like that. I, I, people commit me to interviews with authors, so I have to read books. But most of, for most of the part, I like it, but I like to escape also. So, Let's see. After reading Ready Player One, I kind of decided that I wanted to be on this, like, neo-cyberpunk kind of, I don't know, thing that was going on. So after I read Ready Player One, I read, um, oh, God, what's it called? Did you read his new one? He has a new book out? Yeah, it just came out, I want to say, like, two weeks ago. Oh, wow. No, I haven't. I didn't even know about it, but I'm going to go buy it. Yeah, it's uh, basically the same type of book, but it's a totally different character and story. It's uh, about a kid, I want to say, in high school, and aliens come down from outer space. So, And he's got to figure out what to do. Mm, that sounds cool. Well, um, after I read Ready Player One, like I decided to go on this kind of like cyberpunk kick. So I read Neuromancer. And Neuromancer was really good, except that, like, the whole time I was reading it, because it came out in, like, 1983 or something like that, and the whole time I was reading it, I was just like, man, it's, like, really hackneyed, like, but God, it's, you know, like, all the tropes of, like, cyberpunk fiction are here, you know, and this is so derivative. And then I realized, like, wait a second, no, this was the book that started cyberpunk. Everything else is derivative of that book. <laughs> So it made me think about it a little bit differently because I was just like, this is, you know, it's like, it's not all that great. Like, it's good. It's an interesting read. But I was like, ugh. And then I, you know, it just took one of those kicks where I realized, like, wait a second, this is the book that started Cyberpunk. And then you're like, oh, it's everything else that came after this, you know, is like a copy of it. And then I was asking a friend for her suggestions, and he told me to read uh, Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson which is a phenomenal book. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'm adding these to my list as you're, as you're going, because I, I value your opinion on stuff. Gotcha. And then after I read Snow Crash, I was so in love with that book that I decided to pick out another of Neil Stevenson's books, which is the guy who wrote Snow Crash. I think William H. Gibson wrote Neuromancer. So after that, I picked up a book called Read Me, which is kind of like read me, like a read me file, but mm -hmm. it's, you know hacker whatever kind of the way they mess with words and make them different but uh that's the book i'm reading right now and it is it's easily one of my favorite books i've ever read so far and i'm like 900 pages into it is that like a first person book i've i've found that the only books i really really can get into is when they're told from like the first person kind of yes and kind of no it, it switches around from character to character okay but it's it's just it's a phenomenal book. I, I couldn't even begin to tell you what it's about because it's just so all over the place. Yeah. I'll I'll check it out. I, I love book recommendations. That's how I've been finding my books that I've been absolutely in love with lately. I notice you play a lot of polo. Yes, yes I do. I play a lot of bike polo. What is that and how did you get into it? And it's it seems weird <laughs> for like people like us to actually like play sports. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's a uh, very weird. For the first time in my life, I'm a jock, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you playing Quidditch, but I don't know about polo. 
in my mid to late thirties, I, I became a jock somehow, I guess, because I, I play an organized team sport. I've never heard of it before I saw it on your no, Facebook. No, nobody has. <laughs> it's a useless game. Nobody cares about it, except for the people that play it. Have you gotten injured? Like, do, do people push their pedals into your calves and stuff? Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's that's not the stuff that hurts. Or you get hit by a mallet or a ball every once in a while. No. Um, uh, around when I first started playing, I was doing wheelies around the court. And uh, it was just after I started playing clipped in, which is where you have special cleats on the bottom of your shoes that connect to your pedals. Oh, wow. So that, like, when you pull up on the pedal, your foot doesn't come off. Hmm. So uh, you don't lose energy as much, right? Yes. Okay. So that, like, you don't just have to pedal down. You can pull up for speed as well. That And and also, you can bunny hop your bike easily hmm. because you're attached to it. So you're, you know, you can hold onto the handlebars and pull up with your feet and with your arms at the same time. And you can hop the bike around and stuff. This came from your love of bicycles, right? Because you were always into bicycles, as I remember. You always had one around somewhere. Yes. I've got right now. Wow. So are, what's your team called? Are you on a winning team? Uh, winning? No. <laughs> um, I had started a team with my uh, my friends Matt and another Chris from Pensacola. And when Chris from Pensacola couldn't play, we played with Andrew from here in Tallahassee. But Chris from Pensacola is moving to Seattle. Andrew is going into the military. And Matt has, you know, a wife and and two kids, and, you know, he can't play as much anymore as he used to. So we don't play together that much. But our team is the Thundercats. Oh, awesome. Is everybody else's team names as cool, or are you guys, like, do you have the monopoly on the cool names? Oh, most people have much cooler names than that. Thundercats. Gem and the Holograms would be my team. Yeah, you see, uh, with me, it was just like, man, I like cats. <laughs> I gotta have, a, gotta have a team of cats. And then I was like, and then uh, my friend Matt, you know, half the time, you know, he's, uh, I don't know what the word is, but um, he has problems with gluten sometimes. Okay. Yeah. He makes him fart a lot. Does he have celiacs or something? I don't think it's like that. It's it's not like, it, he just has like, you know, a minor, he can still eat it. It just messes up his stomach. Oh, okay. So he tries not to eat it. But uh, when he has too much gluten or whatever, I guess, you know, he, he farts a lot. <laughs> so I had. I had taken to calling him Thunderclap. <laughs> and then since, you know, he was my teammate, I was like, oh, you know, I like cats. You're a Thunderclap. Let's be the Thundercats. That's pretty cool. You still got Delphi, right? Yes. Yes, I do. That's awesome. How old Three is she now? Little beast. She's got to be a decade. Uh, Probably close to that, yeah. Because I've been in Tallahassee for seven years. I just had to renew my license this year. That's insane. Yeah, so I'd say Delphi is at least eight or nine. Wow. Three-legged cat. Most of them are called lucky, right? Yeah, that's what I hear anyway. <laughs> but yeah, bike polo is, is basically just hockey on bicycles, three on three. Except we use mallets, you know, like horse polo instead of, you know, hockey sticks. I don't really do much because, uh, you know, I'm a dad now. Have you ever thought about being a breeder? What's your thought on that? Being a what? Breeder is what they call us, I think. Oh, like having kids? Yes. Uh, you know, someday when I'm not a kid myself, maybe, maybe I'll think about having kids. Cool. I am slightly older than you, I think. I was a lot older than you back then. Not so much anymore, I don't think. <laughs> I think I'm, what, I'm 40 and you're 37, so that's only a few years. Yeah, but for some reason, I just haven't aged very much. <laughs> no, you still look pretty good. I still get carded for cigarettes all the time. That's awesome. Still smoking, huh? Yeah, I had quit for a while. Oh, did you? Uh, I need to again. I know you were a vegan for a while, weren't you? A long, long, long time ago, yes. Is that what it was? I wasn't a vegan. I, I was a vegetarian. Me and Heather have been vegan lately. I'm never giving up cheese, man. <sighs> cheese is, is good. Thing. Cheese is good. Why do they have to make it taste so damn good? I don't know, man, but cheese is amazing. Do you remember any like fun times that we had that you can think of that would be cool to tell? I'm trying to think. There was so, It was just like one big good time. Um, let's see. I mean, there's a lot. I don't, I don't know which ones are safe to talk about, you know, on a podcast. So. If it's about <laughs> me, you can talk about anything. No, but I mean, they involve me too, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think a statute of limitations has worn out on all but one of, you know, the one, because that'll never um, go away. Uh, let's see. I remember there was a time when we got super drunk and we were driving home from, uh, I think it was Rape Roll's house. <laughs> but we were driving home from Rape Roll's. And um, 
Oh god, what was it that happened? I was like fucking gone, like wasted, wasted, wasted. That was the and night you kept we saying. In... No, don't even talk about that. <laughs> um, but, but there was there was something like we came up to a four way intersection, like a huge intersection. It was like a a sheriff going the opposite direction from you, and then like a Leon County police officer, <laughs> you know, going crossways from you. And at the stoplight, I decided I had to take a leak, so I ran out of the van into the middle of the intersection. Oh, didn't yeah. piss or pull down my pants or anything, but just fell over and passed out. Oh my goodness! And then I believe you came out of the van. Yes. Just picked me up in like a deadlift. Yes. Opened up the sliding van door, <laughs> threw me inside the van, closed it. And then the light went green, and then you just drove, and the cops were just like, "I don't want to write this. I, I don't. I don't want to do the paperwork on this. Fuck it. He can die. I don't care." I had completely forgot about that, but that is absolutely true. And I don't know how we didn't get arrested. And like, I remember like you had like some kind of fucking satellite dish at the time or something. So you got channels from all over the place, and I woke up with my head in a bucket. Didn't throw up. No. I didn't throw up or piss myself or anything, but I woke up with my head in a bucket. My neck was all sore. And I guess you and I don't know if it was you and Steve or it was just Steve, but like he felt like rearranging the living room. <laughs> so like everything was in a different place. And like I woke up and it was like, you know, the Today Show from like, hello, Cleveland. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck happened? So I had no idea where I was. My head was in a fucking bucket. I thought I was in Cleveland. <laughs> I didn't recognize any of the furniture and everybody had gone to work. So it was just by myself laying on a carpet with a head and bucket. And we did put your head in a I bucket. Believe I, like, I, I believe I ran outside, like kicked the door open, ran outside. And then I saw palm trees everywhere. And I was like, wait a second. Oh, I'm in Cape Coral. Okay. Like a real life hangover. Like yeah, movie. pretty much. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I do remember that night. I remember your famous quote from that night that uh, I guess you don't want me to bring up. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy time. I, I, yeah, yeah, it was a pretty crazy time. I remember, uh, I think you were dating Rayplo at the time? I think so. I, I, I dated a server, and she had like one wandering eye. And the whole reason I dated her was because when we got in a fight, I wanted to say, stop looking at me like that. <laughs> yes, that is something that you would do. And that's the truth, because I just, at the time, life was just so silly that if I had an idea, I would go with it. I remember, I think I think that night she showed me her boobies because I let her spray me with mace. Yeah, like you were making deals with people all over the place. Like, if, if you spray me with mace, then I can see your boobs or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's a good idea. I don't know that why that never worked out with her. I think on the first date, she was so drunk that she had me pull over and she puked all over the place. I was like, meh, I don't care. We'll just keep going. Actually, <laughs> I think I remember Stephen driving your car home <laughs> while you were super wasted. And you just like ripped off your shirt yep. while you're in the front seat. And you like ripped the sun visor off of the fucking roof of the car and just started smashing things. <laughs> I did. I and it was just like, Al, what are you doing? This is your car. And you were like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> my shirt and one shoe is back at that road. And it was, my, my hands were all bleeding because uh, the sun visor I pulled down had a broken mirror on it. And it was crazy. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Those were good times. Do you remember the time we were, um, oh God, what was that girl's name? I think you dated her too. Um, the one that I had a crush on for a while. Uh, Kim? No. No. Um, she was a brunette. Melody? And we went over to her house to, to drink one night, and I remember you guys bet me that I couldn't jump over the hood of a car, and I did it. Sarah Beth. <laughs> yes, and she was going to do like a tabletop strip dance for us, and then her boyfriend came out of the bedroom and was like, hey, can you guys keep it down? Yeah, her fiance. And we were all just like, Oh, yeah, 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 her fiancé, that's right. And we were all just like, whoa, we didn't even know there was a dude here. <laughs> and then we left. Yeah, and you were on the hood of the car while we were driving, and you kept screaming, Steve ain't got no jobs. Yep, I remember that. Steve ain't got no job. Because of Steve Jobs. He didn't. And he, didn't. he didn't. He had no job at that point. He still doesn't have a job, but he, he makes sense meet. 
Yeah, I was going to say, you know, he probably still doesn't have a job and probably makes more than both of us combined. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where I'm at. I, you know, I'm a freelancer is what I like to call myself. I do better than Perkins, but good times, good times. That, yeah, that was, uh, she was, she, everybody thought she was a supermodel. And I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. But she was hot looking back at it. I just thought she was cool because she was like, ah, I don't know, hipster before that was a thing, but not ironically, maybe. I don't know. How would you describe her? No, yeah, that's, that's definitely, that hits a nail on the head. But she, she was cool about everything and she really liked me, but she just happened to be engaged, which was weird because I was dating mm-hmm. an engaged woman. It's very weird. Yeah while her fiancé was in the other room. That was just awkward for me. I felt bad. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, very strange time. That's when uh, we both went to a different Perkins, I think. We are in South Fort Myers Perkins. We went around together, different places. Oh, God, that's when we, uh, that's when we worked with Joe, right? Yeah, and we would hit each other with uh, sheet pans. <laughs> I remember we almost gave uh, Tasha a fucking heart attack one time. Oh, because she thought we were really fighting? It was you or me that ran around the corner and was like, oh, my God. And then one of us hit the other one with a sheet pin and it like folded in half right in front of her. And she was like, <sighs> like, I literally thought she was going to have a heart attack. And then we're just like, no, no, it's OK. Look, they bend. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, it's, it's just minor concussions. Not no, not at all. Actually, I remember like Joe and myself and I think it, actually, I think it was just the two of us. They would just slap the shit out of you as spatulas all the time. We were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was funny. We had hot grease fights. And uh, yeah, I can remember like, uh, you know, everybody going up to everybody while you're like trying to make food or something. You're not paying attention. They take the uh, they'd have the tip of their spatula like in the deep fryer, <laughs> like 500 degree deep fryer for like a minute or something. So it was like the metal was almost melted and they'd come up and they'd hold it against the the very back of your arm, like right above the elbow, yeah. very lightly, and you just wouldn't feel it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you just like blister up and like, Wah! Dude, they did that all the time. And for a while, Joe uh, did this thing where he got his buddy, the, the fat kid, but he wasn't as fat as me at the time, but uh, I forget his name. But he would have the hot spatula behind you, and then Joe would walk up in front of you and then show you his finger and then touch you with his finger. And the kid behind you would burn you with the spatula at the same time. So you were you would think he was burning you with his finger. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh. And we were all just like, man, he was in the military, like special forces. He probably knows stuff. <laughs> he knows how to burn you with his finger. Stay away from him. Yeah. I remember there was that time I was going to fight him, too. Yeah. I don't remember what for. But he was just like, 5 p.m. by the bike rack. <laughs> was it over <laughs> a girl? What was it? Was he just being, sometimes you were being you. And people didn't understand Yeah, I think it was just, I was being me, and I don't know. I think he just didn't understand me. I understood you. Yeah, I know. That's why I followed you around from Perkins to Perkins. I think we only got in a fight once, a verbal argument, and that's because I was very drunk. And usually I'm a happy drunk, but that night I was an angry drunk. Well, no, there was a time leaving Perkins, too, where you tried to run me over with your Firebird that would only do, like, five (laughs) miles per hour. And you were just, like, screamed at me. You were like, not happy. I remember that. It was, like, the end of a 30-hour shift. And, like, uh, I think it was was ridiculous. Perry from Dutch Guiana was in there, and he told you to come out and get me, I think. And then you came out and got me, and I was like, I did not want to go back in. But you pulled yeah, me back you, in. Yeah, you had told me specifically, like, I'm done. And then, but you were still in the parking lot, and he told me to come and get you. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, man. I was calling order. <laughs> and you know, I like, did try like to run you over. Or something. But I was, in my in my head at the time, I think it was, like, delusional because I'd just been awake so long. In my head, I just pictured you, like, jumping and rolling over the hood, like, on TV. Like, I didn't actually <laughs> think I would hit you, and you would just fall down, and the car would run over you and kill you. But I remember yelling, no, well, no, I mean, honestly, that firebird, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't have yeah. knocked me over anyway. You probably would have hit me and your fender would have fallen off. <laughs> They're all held on by zip ties. Yeah, you literally could have yeah, just stepped I, out I of the way. I remember you were trying to rebuild that car on like $2 a week was like your allowance from Yes. Money. You're like, here, you have you have 50 cents to spend on your firebird. And you're like, ooh, I can buy another LED. <laughs> it was loaded with LEDs. Engine didn't work. And I was re reupholstering the the back seats one yard at a time. 
I just remember like you put these LEDs like all over the fucking dashboard, but like no cover on them or anything. So you turned it on, it was like, oh god. They they were, you were just super bright, blinded. Literally, you couldn't see while you drove at night. But when the music was pumping, those LEDs were going nuts. This is before like things did that. So I had to yes, wire it myself. Yeah, it was like I got forty two LEDs in there now. I can't see the road, but it's okay. Oh god, I still. I still remember, I think the story that makes me the saddest to recall it. And I was so, I was so unhappy and just bummed out for you at the time was when you were living with Alan and Connie and you had just gotten that brand new, I don't even think it was a Firebird. I think it was a straight up Trans Am, yes, a white Trans Am. The white one, yes. With the nitrous in it. And I remember <laughs> I was just like, Hey Alan, will you will you take me for a ride in it and show me what it can do? And he was like, Yeah, man, get in. <laughs> so we just like pulled out of the driveway and we're like moseying down the street and Alan's like, Yeah, man, check this out. And he just fucking hammers it. And the second that he hammers it, the car's like and plants me back in the seat. And not even a split second later, the hood just folded up over slammed down into the fucking windshield and like dented the roof in. And it was just like, uh, and I remember looking at Alan and Alan looked at me and he was just like, Oh my God, Alan's going to kill me. <laughs> Literally like the day I like, bought what it, right? What the fuck did you do? Yeah. It was like the day that you bought it because he didn't like latch the hood down or right, something. Right. <laughs> and it just like slammed up and destroyed the whole thing. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe this just happened. I felt <laughs> so bad because I was like, why the fuck did I ask for a ride in it? <laughs> yeah. I, for some reason back then I thought I could collect firebirds and that was like a thing a normal person could do on no income. It's very strange. Yeah. But I mean, you, you, you made a hell of a red nut. I remember the red one that you did with the black firebird logo on the front that looked oh yeah pretty awesome. Actually, it was like, it was better than a Mako paint job, and you did that shit with spray paint cans. And then it said, like, resistance is futile on the back of it. I had the cop car one, the white and black. Yeah, but I just remember we always used to say, like, resistance is fruity. <laughs> I did it all with Microsoft Paint and a printer and masking tape. <laughs> yep, I remember. And it, it actually looked good. From, from afar, my cars always look good from about 10 feet away in the dark in the rain. Yes, I remember this. Like, dude, any of your cars, though, when it was raining and it was dark outside, they looked gorgeous. Well, Alan taught me to wax them with transmission fluid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. No, but that's what we did, and they I looked good. probably eats the paint off. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Well, this is that's the same guy that used uh, straight bleach and a Q-tip to whiten his teeth, so. Oh, God. It's also the same guy. I remember the story with, like, his, his girlfriend with that big truck that was, like, Cowgirls need more than a five-second ride on the back of it that broke his dick. <laughs> Tanya broke his dick. I was there that night. Yeah. He came Tanya running out of the room. Riding him so hard that he broke his dick, and he just, like, was bleeding like a stuck pig everywhere. Came at, running out of the room with a heart on with, like, it looked like an arterial bleed just squirting out, like, ten feet from the side of his dick going, what do I do? What do I do? Help me. Help me. And I'm like, dude, you're uncircumcised. He's like, I'm bleeding. I'm dying. What do I do? <laughs> I'm bleeding. I'm dying. <laughs> One place you don't want to break oh is your God. penis. Yeah. I never broke my penis. I think it has to be a certain yeah, me length or something to actually bend in half. I read her just, you know, a real rough rider. A real rough rider. Yeah. I'd... One of the coolest things I remember back then about you was I was not married, but I was engaged and had two stepkids. And, you know, basically I was living the family life style back then. Mm hmm. Except that family life for you was a little bit different from everyone else because I remember you being on top of the roof trying to erect like an 80-foot-tall <laughs> radio tower so that you could receive Star Trek Enterprise, I think it was. It was the Voyager. Time. Voyager. Voyager because Voyager, I, yeah. I didn't want to pay the cable bill for one channel. I was like, $200 yeah, a because month. WCTV didn't, didn't go that far or something. But it was free if you could get it in, tuned in. And I remember you had baby Heather. Yep. Was it baby Heather? Yes. Yeah. And you taught her how to dial 911 <laughs> just in case you fell off the roof. I was like, she's like, all right, baby, just watch me. If I fall off the roof, call 911. And she's like, okay, 911. <laughs> she would have done it too, like those dogs on those, you know, rescue 911 TV shows and stuff. Oh, 
I still like I actually tell my friends about it to this day. <laughs> I remember when you got that that brand new IBM Aptiva. CH eight. I love that thing. Oh my god, and it had like what, like two megs of internal storage? Yeah, two megs of RAM, a hundred and sixty eight megahertz processor, and probably a gigabyte hard drive, maybe. And it was three thousand dollars. I remember it was a pain in the ass because I'd never fucking call you because it, it was always busy. <laughs> I was on America you Online. Stay well. Yes. So that nobody could bump you from the internet because it took you a week to download an episode of Star Trek. It did, and that's how I watched Voyager. I, I solved the problem by being on the phone line for a week straight to download a hundred megabyte episode of Star Trek Voyager, <laughs> and it was so blurry I had to watch it on a small TV from across the room. Mm-hmm. But the best part about all that was most people wouldn't be my friends because I, you know, had kids and uh, basically a wife back then, what I thought was one. And uh, you didn't care. You were just like, I'll be cool. We're going to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. And your kids were cool. I liked them. They're adults now. Weird. But I got a yeah, new one. I, and I love this one. She's awesome. Yes. I, I imagine that your new one is much better than the old one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and it, you know. Comes with a cool woman, too. Yeah, she's really awesome. See, that was uh, people were always worried about me that I wouldn't find the right woman. See, I just had to wait an extra 15 years because she wasn't 18 yet. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, man, it all worked out. It did. I'm I'm very happy. It actually gives me hope, you know what I mean? Good times, though. Good times. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think uh, that pretty much sums up what it's like to be a guy in your 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess a weird guy in your 20s. Uh, so basically now I'm hanging out with uh, John Green and Dirty. Dirty? Dirty, yeah. Have you seen our show? We we have a TV show. Yeah, the Bedtime with Bruce. Bedtime yeah. with Bruce. John Green, John, Green, right? John Green is Bruce, and uh, we have Dirty on the show. And What is John Green up to now? I haven't thought about him in forever since I've worked with him. He's doing good. Him and his wife had a little bit of trouble a while back, and, you know... He had went through a midlife crisis, but they're back together now, and everything's going good. They're the guide parents to Serenity. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, he, I want to say he's working at a Panera Bread and a Longhorn Steakhouse and something else. You know, he's a workaholic all the time. And he was trying to get yeah, Dirty to I give him a job uh, delivering pizzas on his two half days off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yes, we invited Dirty on the show once for to be a guest, and now he's like our, you know, just our sidekick. I, I still remember back when I think he was the first person I ever met that owned a Kia Soul. Mm. He bought a Kia Soul and proclaimed himself a soul man. <laughs> I remember thinking that was hilarious. John Green? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I, I keep teasing him or his wife about their, their dark soul. Because one of them's got a light one, one of them's got a dark one. They have two. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're good people. They they we I see them about yeah, once a week or so. They're really nice. You know, they're awesome. So that's basically what I'm doing now. Talk shows. Whatever happened to uh, Teddy Bear John? He moved to Missouri. He was really? having a rough time. He, he hadn't worked in like five years, and he drank, was drinking like one, two bottles of vodka a day. And he was yeah. just he was trying to, leaving Las Vegas himself in Cape Coral. Not as fun. And uh, we just, one day he got suicidal, and he was trying to kill himself. And we called his sister, and his sister came down and got him, basically. And now he's living in Missouri, and he's doing good. And he's uh, in programs to help him stop drinking and stuff. And he's working in a restaurant again after five, six years of not working, and he's loving it. And he lives in a hotel or in the same parking lot as the restaurant, and he's happy. Good. I'm glad he got some help. Yeah, it was just getting weird for a while. He he hated me for a while because it was weird. Heather's mom and him like were overly friendly, and he started thinking he was Heather's stepdad, and it just got weird. Uh, yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, so, but everything's better now. He was a nice guy. He was a weird dude, man. Yeah, I did uh, three episodes with him on here, actually. So that pretty much explains it if you listen to those. You can see where he got to where he was, but he's doing much better now. I can still say, like, my my fondest memory of him was when he scared the shit out of me one day. It was one of the rare times that I come back home, and I came to see your new house, and you had this big, gigantic DVD rack that was like an entire wall. And I remember I was looking at your DVDs and like I pulled one of them and I don't know if you were texting him or what. It was just perfect. But timing. like you probably called him and were just like, Hey, open the wall, open the wall. And then like a second that I touched the DVD, the entire wall of DVDs swung outwards towards me. <laughs> 
and I was terrified. I thought I broke something. I thought it was going <laughs> to fall on me. And then out comes John. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I thought that, that was the end of your house. But no, there was another room, and you hid it behind a wall of DVDs. <laughs> a swinging wall of DVDs. And I, after that, I remember thinking it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I still own it. It's in my recording studio now. <laughs> but I remember that. Yeah, that's the little thing we did. Anytime somebody new came over, we would go, go behind the shelf, and then come out while we're talking. And it was just yeah. <laughs> perfect timing. Because he, he was the phantom of the bookcase. Yeah, it was, it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, he had his own little efficiency. Terrifying at the time. <laughs> you're like oh my god I remember that yeah but I remember afterwards I was like oh my god this is a door and you're like yeah and I was like, this is amazing I still have those moments and I'm so lucky that I have a wife that when I go you know what I want to build a hidden room swinging creaking bookcase let's do that and she's like okay let's go do that yeah which is amazing but you definitely found one of the good ones Robbie. yeah I just uh, wished for somebody to watch Star Trek with me and I found her so worked out pretty good yeah it definitely worked out good. Yeah, so that's my happy ending. Mm-hmm. Now that you're 37, have you have you gone through the midlife crisis yet? Mine was at 40. Is it coming? Do you feel it coming on? <laughs> well, um, a few weeks ago, uh, I went to my first autocross race with uh, my friend Steve, which is really neat. You know, he's he's got a little uh, Volkswagen GTI that you know lowered and got some other stuff done to it and it was really fun you know like i rode with him on a couple of his laps and i rode in a couple other cars while people were making their laps around the racetrack and i've always loved cars and i've always loved racing uh and i was just like oh my god i want to do this so i was you know (laughs) asking questions on uh one of the forums about you know if it would be legal to race my Toyota Tacoma around the track. Hmm. And uh, sure enough, there's this dude, and uh, I think he lives in Valdosta, Georgia, a guy named Garrett, has a uh, Toyota Tacoma, just like mine, that's lowered, and got a T3, T4 turbocharger on it, and it's just kind of badass, and he autocrosses it. And I was just like, man, I want to do that. So I'm actively right now trying to save up the money to get my suspension done on my truck. Are you lowering it or heightening it? Oh, lowering it. You've got to have a low center of gravity, lots of tight turns. Okay. Is this on dirt? No, no, no. It's the pavement. Oh, wow. So that's kind of like a midlife crisis thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to lower my truck three inches in the front and four inches in the rear and take it out to races. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's not a midlife crisis, I don't know what it is. It's like, I'm going to take... I'm going to take my pickup truck and turn it into a race car. <laughs> and One of those things like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but I want to do it. And that's what you make your money with, right? Do you use that to drive or you got a different vehicle for pizza? No, that's what I make my money with. Okay, so don't wreck it. It's got, a, it's got a quarter of a million miles on it. Wow. That's like almost 250,000. Yeah, it actually doesn't have 250,000. <laughs> it's got like, I think it's 233,000 miles. I remember when you were in your early 20s, you lowered your Daewoo and you, you uh, spent so much money on it. You were like, you were like, look at it, dude. Look at it. I was like, what? And you're like, it's three inches lower. And it was only a few thousand dollars. And I was like, what? I remember I put the big ass GPS touring wheel on the back of it. And you're like, oh, great. Now it has a shopping cart. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you said that, I started to rethink everything. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> Well, obviously you haven't learned. <laughs> oh my God. And after I spent like two grand on like the stereo system in it and all this shit. And then, you know, people were pointing out to me like, why are you doing that to a date? Woo? <laughs> <laughs> you see, that was another thing. Like I get in right at the end of the bubble, man. That's what I do. Cause I remember I bought my day. And it was a cool car. And one month later they declared bankruptcy and went away. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I, I went out and I bought rims for it. Oh, my God. But it was fun. That's what we did for fun. Yeah, it was fun. I used to beat Honda Civics in it, in street <laughs> races. <laughs> okay, I have a few questions for you. Okay. Since we're getting towards the end of our conversation, because I know you got to work in the morning, and Heather's got to work in the morning, and i got to sleep in in the morning. Um, <laughs> and i got to sleep in in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a night owl. I usually edit all night until the sun comes up, and then I, and then I uh, go to sleep. If you could meet one person, who would it be? Oh, God. Just one person? Alive or dead? Alive or dead. God, that makes it even harder. Right. And not like not like dead sitting there, like 
time travel involved where you could like actually have a conversation with them? Alive or dead? This has always been one I've wanted, but um, like I'd like to meet Stephen Hawking. Like before he was wheelchair bound and had all the health problems, like when he was still like a virile young man, I'd love to sit down and talk to him and have him explain the universe to me, which I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I'm not asking to meet uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson then. <laughs> Both of them seem cool. Yeah. But then again, so does Carl Sagan. I mean, I don't know. Could I, could I just have dinner with all three of them? Yes, you may. I'll allow okay. it. I'll allow it because I agree with you. Fair enough. One book. One book. Whew. That's a difficult one. And it can't be like a series? Uh, it could be. I guess I'd choose uh, Read Me, which is a book I'm reading right now, because I really want to know how it ends. And I don't know. It's kind of all over the place. It's a really, really good book. It's a lot of fun. And it's long, too. If it has a bad ending, will it mess up the whole story for you? Uh, not so much. Okay. When I was reading Mr. Penumbra, like, I love the book, but the ending was like, uh so I, I kind of got... Uh, did you ever read that book? No. Oh, it's, no. A good, it's a good book until you get to the end. I don't know if that's a good recommendation or not. I don't know. One album. I would probably say... Got to be something of Radiohead. Um, probably Radiohead, Hail to the Thief. Why not? Okay. Okay. And um, what's the secret to life? Secret to life. Uh, don't grow up. Have fun. I like that. I'm following that. I enjoy that. And uh, finally... These audio files will live on way past us. Hundreds of years, thousands of years. Hopefully, humans will spread across the galaxies and just take all their information with them. <laughs> what is one thing you would want every future generation of humans, even if they don't look like us anymore because they've evolved past what we look like, to learn from your life? What do you want to pass on to them? Don't be a dick. Wheaton's Law. I love that. It's actually the first rule of bike polo. Don't be a dick. <laughs> that, if you basically follow that, you're a good person. That's the only rule, commandment, moral you need, because that covers everything. You see, that's, that's the thing that I don't get about religion. It's like, what's with all this, you know, hullabaloo and everything that goes on with it? It's just don't be a dick. I mean, do unto others is don't be a dick. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need, really. I mean, you yeah. don't have to go through all this other stuff. Don't kill someone. Active. Don't be a dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't steal. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's probably the best answer I've heard doing this show for so long. Well, our time has come to an end, and I really, 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 even besides the show, I just love talking to you. I'm one of your biggest fans, Chris. <laughs> You're a fan of nothing. <laughs> I mean, I've got nothing going on. Whatever. <laughs> Either way, I'm entertained. So I'd like to thank you for being on the show. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Albert. 